Yo. What's up, dude? Uh, you know, just stuff and things. What's up with you? You know, things and stuff. Oh, things and stuff. That's a little bit different than what I had said. It is. It is. I can tell you that I'm already almost all the way through Daredevil again. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm two episodes away from the end of the season, season two. <laughs> Flying through it. You know what? It's funny. I'm like, I haven't watched any episodes of Loki, but let's watch Daredevil again. Let's <laughs> just do that again. Loki's good. It's different, though. It feels very like it doesn't feel like Marvel Studios for some reason. No? No, it's like closer to, I don't know, almost feels like something like Stargate or Doctor Who or something like that. Well, that's what I saw online was that uh, apparently, I guess the most recent season of Doctor Who isn't up to the fans' standards, and they're saying, like, this is Doctor Who done right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I was mad that like, a woman is okay. Doctor. Sorry? They're just all mad that a woman is Doctor Who now. Yeah, but, I mean, hasn't that been for a couple of seasons? you think they'd be over it by now. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. What was I thinking? It's crazy talk. Okay. All right. Um, I think I'm good. I think I'm all right. That's great, actually. You look great, too, sir. Oh, why, thank you. Thank you. I know you meant the shot looks great, but I just took the opportunity to compliment you. You No. And and the haircut. I mean, I I mean, I've seen it already, but everyone else that's watched your hair grow longer and longer throughout the last year. What I like, though, is that the last clip they see is the Anton Chigurh. Yeah. <laughs> and then the first clip they see here is like new Chris. Like, this is nice. So, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think aside from mentioning Daredevil, I don't really have much to talk about. Yeah. I don't think there's not, yeah, there's not much going on. No, no. Quiet week in in the land of geeks. My rant is done. Let's talk about the most recent Marvel movie, yep. Black Widow. Black Widow. Um, I you know what? I forgot to get the budget for some reason or the box office. I I but they're doing great. They're actually yeah, doing they did like really a good. Seventy mil opening weekend, and then they made like another fifty off of Disney Plus. I think it said. It was 80 mil the weekend, and then, yeah, you're right, 50-plus with the uh, – yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a solid opening. That is a solid opening, solid yeah. opening. Uh, so before we go any further, there's going to be spoilers, guys. So Yes. Yes, there will be. If you haven't seen the movie – Black Widow dies. Pause this and then watch the movie and then come back to this. Yes. But by the time this comes out, which will be next week, you should have watched it by then. So if you haven't, that's on you. That's you on you. You should have. And Black Widow dies. Uh, well, Black Widow dies in Endgame, so that's not much of a spoiler. It's a huge spoiler, though. Maybe she came back to life. Everybody knows that it's set between Civil War and Infinity War. Does everyone know that? Because I'm pretty sure my dad was confused as fuck and I had to explain it to him. Okay, well, maybe not everybody knows that. But as of now, everyone watching this, 
will know. They know now. They know. All right. So. All right. Directed by Kate Shortland. Screenplay by Eric Pearson. Story by Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson. Created by Stanley, John Rico, and Don Heck. Uh, Natasha Romanoff heads the cast. So Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, played for the final time by Scarlett Johansson. Heartbreak. And, I mean, what can you say? She has gone above and beyond she's made this role more her own uh to the point where passing the mantle on to another character makes more sense as opposed to recasting i mean i love robert downey jr's portrayal of tony stark for the most part depending on who directs him Mm -hmm. um but i do feel like tony stark could be recast just like uh chris evans i feel like uh you know when they decide to bring back uh, Steve Rogers, he can be recast, no problem. And they can do like a James Bond type of thing for a lot of these characters. Even Thor, I think Thor can be recast. A lot of these characters can be recast. Black Widow is a tough one. And I like the idea of having uh, Yelena Belova be the stand-in. I don't want to say stand-in, but the, the, new Black. the new Black Widow. In the meantime, until if they decide to bring her back. Right. Because, I mean, the other thing is we don't know if they're ever going to bring any of those characters back. That's the other part. In comic books, we take it for granted. We know the second that Tony Stark dies, he's coming back. Captain America, he's coming back. They're all coming back. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Once you unlock the capabilities to travel through time and multiverses and all this and that, they can easily come back. Or we're just dealing with fucking super powered people. Like, I mean. eh. (laughs) <laughs> it could happen. Like it's just one of those things. It could just happen. You could just say comic book stuff, and 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 it's they're back, right? They're back. So, um, so I don't know. I don't. Maybe they might not go that route. But I do feel, I feel at some point they might bring these characters back. And they can be re, uh, recast. So with Black Widow, with Scarlett Johansson, there's enough time in between where you can shake off Scarlett Johansson's portrayal. Yep. and recast if if necessary because yeah. again like with the uh, nl uh, so yelena belova i have new black widow question mark fingers crossed uh played perfectly by florence Pugh or oh, yeah. pug or however it's pronounced um <laughs> in fact so good that she for me is the standout scarlett johansson's top of the list because of course she's top of the list but yeah. Florence is right there, right beside her, neck and neck, and does just enough to make this her own. So if she actually does become the Black Widow and they actually call her Black Widow um, and she gets her own Black Widow movie, which at this point, I feel like that's a no brainer. But you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know, um, especially because now apparently they're not locking people into four, uh, 14 movies at a time. <laughs> And so, in fact, some people are getting like one and done contracts. So hey, if Anthony Mackie can be in Captain America four, Florence Pugh can easily lead Black Widow. Actually, speaking of Mackie, Mackie had like, I think he's got a 14, 14 appearance contract. So he's got one of the I biggest think Crash's ones. Stan was a high one too, right? I think he's around 14 too. I think no, I, I think Stan was nine. 
he was still nine? one of the nines. Yeah. Okay. Because like originally now. Well, it's uh like does the actually, TV yeah. series count as one appearance or does it count as six? Because technically it's the he might he movie. might be he might act, yeah, because there's all three cat movies. Yep. Then there's uh Infinity War. Yep. Uh Endgame. Endgame. Um, end credits for Black Panther. Wasn't he in that? Yep, he was in the end. He was in credits for Black Panther, Panther, so that's six. End credits for Civil War. No. Well, he was he was in Civil War. Period. Okay, so two. He was actually a part of a vital part of the plot. Civil War. (laughs) Come on, jackass! Stay with it. And then of course, it it was another movie where it it wasn't a cat movie. Wasn't it like an Ant Man? It was Ant Man. It was Ant Man. Where, That's where he right. was tied up and Cap walked up to him. That's right. It was Ant-Man. Because okay. Anthony Mackie goes, I might know a guy. Right. Right. And then they went to, yes. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So then, uh, so that's, uh, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier, that's eight. So Cap 4 is nine. <clears throat> Cap 4 is nine. And uh, I mean, it'd be silly not to have him in that movie. Yeah. Absolutely. But then again, they can also renegotiate after the fact, right? They could. It is, it's crazy to me to think that, like, <laughs> how many times has there been a live-action Superman? Don't, please, let's not do this. I don't want to talk about Superman. Please four, don't no, do just, this. Just briefly, though. Okay, so four. There's four of the Superman Christopher Reeves. There's Superman Returns, Batman, Man of Steel, Batman, and, eight. yeah. Not counting right. the old TV shows from the 30s or 40s. No, no. There's eight. Movie-wide, eight. eight. Yeah. How crazy is it that Black Widow has as many live-action appearances as Superman? I never thought I would That's see... That's great, though. It is amazing. It is so good. Yeah, because it's Iron Man 2. Yeah. And then it's uh, Avengers 2, 3, 4, Civil War, Winter yeah. Soldier. Yeah. Uh, Black Widow. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. That's eight. Yeah, that's nuts. That is nuts. Crazy. And like, great for her. This movie is amazing. Should have still came out like five, six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, you know what? I have different opinion on that, and I'll explain why in a minute. Let me just finish up with the cast because it's a short one. So let's. It is. So we've got Alexia Shostakov, the Red Guardian, played to perfection. Again, by David Harbour. Like, yeah. I'll say this. I, I'll skip ahead to my likes. One of my first likes is the cast. So there is no one bad in this movie. Not one person in this movie is bad by any means. Okay, so getting back into it. We've got Melina Vostikov, also Black Widow, played, mm-hmm. uh, again, to perfection by Rachel Wise. <laughs> We've got Taskmaster Antonia Drakoff, Olga Kurilenko. Probably the easiest role she's ever had to do because she didn't have to do anything except stare oddly. Uh, we've got Thaddeus Ross, played by William Hurt, again. Mm-hmm. Rick Mason is o- uh, is played by O.T. Fagbini. Fagbeni? I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. But Probably. he's off of uh, The Handmaid's Tale, so he's really good. We've got Drakeoff by Ray Winstone. Yep. And finally, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, 
Julia Louis Dreyfus. So, like I said, guys, spoilers, big fat fucking spoilers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, getting back to uh so you know, Scarlett Johansson, we're not quite done with that. Uh this was the perfect swan song for her character. This actually, in my opinion, gives more weight to her death in Endgame. It does. It does. It, and I wanted to see this story. Like, I really, really wanted to. And you know what? They could easily have a Black Widow 2 with Scarlet continuing before Civil War with the, the breakout of the raft and everything. Yeah, they definitely could. They could have done that. Um, but it's so good, man. Like, it's... It's so good. And here's the reason why so I'm saying that... Uh, and this is where it's a little weird. This is why I'm saying it's it's like I personally believe that this movie should have came out long before Wonder Woman. This should have been a phase two movie for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. However, if that would have been a phase two movie, this would have had to have been Black Widow three. Yeah, because this is an this is an ending. This is a, an introduction of new character to potentially be the next Black Widow. And it's an ending, and it's a goodbye to her character, and it's it's a a poignant goodbye considering that her goodbye in Endgame was disappointingly rushed. And I remember that was one of our complaints when we did our camcast, where we were both complaining about how, like, there was a big, huge fucking funeral for Tony Stark. Yeah. And like one quick scene where they were sad that she didn't come back, and uh, Hulk threw something. Yeah. But that was it. That was, that was it. it. And there was no mention after the fact, no nothing. Yeah. You know, um, the only other part, and this I just thought is now, is uh, is that it's kind of disappointing not to see uh, Yelena in Endgame as Black Widow in that final battle. Yes. Because, like I was saying, she was so fucking good in this movie. Like, so fucking good. Just, and I, I like the idea of her being this trained assassin mm-hmm. who really has no concept of how to do things outside of being a trained assassin. So in a lot of ways, she's like still a child, but she's this killer, right? Yeah. So uh, her relationship with uh, uh, Natasha was... Perfect. Like I liked how they both had remnants of their fucked up upbringing, you know, and how they were still like, yeah, but we're family. And of course, like Natasha's trying to differentiate, like keep herself away from that. But deep down, you can see that you know she just wants to be a sister to her sister, right? Yeah. And uh, and just like the action sequences that uh, Florence did, and I don't know how much she actually did, but she looked like. She did, partook in a lot, but like a similar style to Black Widow, but still different. She's a bit more of a hard hitter instead of, a, of an acrobatic. Yep. And that fits her her physique because her physique is very like stocky, uh, surprisingly stocky for a Hollywood star, which I, I hate to say that, but like. Well, I mean, she got she just, to, play, to play Paige and playing with my family, right? Okay. Oh, so that's that, right. Yes, that's I think, right. That's I right. think she kept that on, so. Well, I mean, she might have had to because of the casting, right? Yeah. But even still, like, even I've seen her before uh, fighting with my family, and she 
has that stocky physique. Like this isn't just like hourglass figure, this rail thin. Like, so it's refreshing to see that kind of physique play out. And also, um, and also just be so good in the role. Like if this is the new black widow, fuck sign me up. I'm in for everything, you know? Absolutely. And, and, and then like, just like, I love, I love that this movie happened. I love everything about it. But the reason why I still feel like it should have happened before is like this could have easily phase three was like a hundred movies long. This could have easily came out between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah, no, I agree. But right? I, and then we could the have had, and th- but then we could have had like at the end of Endgame, you could have had her come out, right? The sister. Yeah, no, I agree. But then um, the stinger would have to be different in uh, Black Widow. It would, but it could have happened at the end of any movie, right? Like back in the day when Marvel Studios was starting, a stinger was like not even related to the character of the movie itself. Right. No, I and I, I get where you're coming from there, but like, uh, I like I feel like this movie shouldn't have happened in phase two. This yeah. should still have ended up where it was, but this should have been Black Widow three, and then have. Uh, Yelena be the new Black Widow for Black Widow 4, much like Anthony Mackie and Cap 4. Yeah. Because, like, and I don't care, I I, I guarantee you, I know that the thought process from all those guys uh, back in the day was no one's going to go see a female-led superhero movie. I guarantee you that was the thought process, because of course, the, uh, the flip side is no one's going to buy toys for a female-led superhero movie. So it's always those two thoughts and uh, that, you know, Marvel can talk about how they're, or the MCU can talk about how they're progressive all they want. But at the end of the day, it's this. And if they don't think they're going to make that, they're not going to do it. And that's why we didn't get Black Widow before. But the thing that pisses me off even more is that since Wonder Woman hit and that made almost a million or a billion dollars, that made almost a billion for a female-led superhero. Okay. Now, granted, Wonder Woman is way more recognizable worldwide and has been, but Black Widow was on movie screens first. Yep. And Natasha, uh, uh, sorry, and Scarlett Johansson made that role immediately hers right away, so much so that nobody complained that she didn't have a Russian accent at Mm. all. Yep. Okay. So, but for Wonder Woman to have this movie that almost makes a million dollars, a billion dollars, they still dragged their ass to get that movie out to the point where Captain Marvel got a movie first. Captain Marvel got a movie first. The Wasp. Wonder Woman got the a shared movie. You know, like the shared movie. I'm not really counting that because even if you watched Ant Man, yeah, it's more of an ensemble piece anyway. But still, like you had all these like other female superheroes getting all these bigger opportunities, and you're just like, "Are you kidding?" Like, you know. So, like, I agree. Like, so they didn't do it in Phase Two, but the second that Wonder Woman hit and was a, like a smash success, okay, like a smash success, they should have said, "Well, let's get uh, let's get that Black Widow movie going." No, they still went nah, and then they got Captain Marvel, and 
I mean, Captain Marvel was it's a fine Marvel movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will rewatch it just because it's been a while, and you know, and I like Brie Larson. I thought she did a really good job, mm-hmm. but that was the wrong move to make your first uh, Marvel-led female movie, and it pissed me off even more because Captain Marvel made a billion. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that made a billion dollars, regardless of the reasons why, uh, or whatever theories that people have. First of all, it's a good movie. <laughs> Second of all, it was a good Marvel movie. So yes, it made a billion dollars. Could no one in the office sit there and go, well, we could have made a billion dollars in Black Widow. Yep. Or maybe Black Widow doesn't do a billion, but it does, you know, the six to 700 mil, which I firmly believe it would have done no problem and probably would have been really close to a billion, if not made a billion. The sequel would have been a billion easily. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, there's so, like, it's such a, a cool world that she lives in like watching this movie it is this movie is like this doesn't feel like a marvel movie at times like it is violent this is hands down the most violent marvel studios movie but it's also the most grounded so this isn't like exactly pew pew lasers or stuns or anything like that like people are getting fucked up and it looks brutal okay like we saw breaks like leg breaks and arm breaks and stuff like, like that like you know, um, and I said this too, like, uh, I read somewhere that it was like the MCU meets Jason Bourne. And that's the perfect way to describe this movie, because it really does feel like a blending of the two while being its own separate movie. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's dealing with similar things where you have programmed assassins who break their programming. But eh, <laughs> that's fine. I'm OK <laughs> with it. But yeah, so. So okay, buddy. All right, okay. Um, but before we get to gushing about this movie, so I'm gonna put a pause on that mm-hmm. because I've got dislikes. So I want to get them out of the way. So minor dislike: Shield, Stark. Uh, nobody, nobody is aware of the satellite red room. Yeah, not one it's person. Not one person with high-level technology can come across this thing and go, wait, what the fuck is this? Like, I mean, I understand what the guy was doing, and he was basically having a trafficking ring for women assassins, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting kind of allegory to the sex trafficking in real life, okay? But again... Shield has no means to track them down or come across them. This organization that's literally involved with the protection of the entire world. Okay, yeah. all right, fine. What about Sword that was recently reintroduced in Spider-Man: Far From Home? They're in space, yeah. so they would be able to track even more so. Yeah, they didn't see anything. Like an Iron Man, I know he's dead. But he would have had contingencies in place. Like, nobody sees this for however long it's going on. So that part, it's a minor one, but it took me out of the movie enough. Because I mentioned it. I was like, nobody? Nobody saw this? This And you said the same thing. You were like, not one person. I was like, that should have been underground. (laughs) Or or, Or, or like in space. Or in the ocean or something. Yeah, like in a, in a position where like when you say it, you go, oh, okay, well, I can kind of see why nobody saw this. Or yeah. I can see why like in water, the depths made of 
fucked up with the tracking instrumentations or they had sophisticated technology they stole from tony stark and he wasn't he was unaware because he's dead now whatever like or at least give me a better explanation than we just hid in the sky (laughs) we're constantly moving nobody could see through the clouds nobody you know like thor flies iron man flies the captain marvel frequently comes into the earth's atmosphere not once sees this thing floating around yeah Anyway, so that was one. And the other one, it's bittersweet. This one's a bittersweet because I really liked Taskmaster. I loved the look of Taskmaster. I loved, I even liked the story with Taskmaster and how it was a twist so that we didn't see that coming. Although I had a feeling because they didn't show the girl's face before they killed her. And I was like, that's going to come up. But I couldn't figure out how. And then, of course, you find out, okay, so she's Taskmaster. So the daughter of Drakov is Taskmaster. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And they have amazing fight scenes building up to the final fight scene, which was fucking incredible. Yeah. But she's got the fucking uh, mist in her face. So the programming is gone. So now we lose out on this awesome villain. So it's like I really gone. <laughs> and I and I when I was doing this today, I literally today I was like, oh yeah, that's right. We're not gonna see Taskmaster. Or if we are, it's gonna be not this version, but something else. And it's kind of feel like okay, I mean it's still cool to see Taskmaster, but so it's disappointing that such an awesome villain mm-hmm. is, like this villain was actually I would say cooler than I've seen in most of the comic book versions of him. Yeah is a one and done and you're like ah, ah son of a bitch yeah i mean is- unless they have it where uh sorry go on no i said that's the problem with a lot of marvel studio movies is that the villains are always one and done like they right but they have them. a lot of these uh people have like limitless supplies of villains to pull from so okay fine this one i mean like i was saying like unless it's one of those where even though the programming is gone She's still like, no, 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 no. I'm coming after Black Widow. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Then that's cool. But other than that, that was it. Like, those are my two dislikes. And they're kind of, I would say they're minor dislikes. So getting back to uh, the cast again. So again, incredible. Scarlett Johansson, obviously amazing. Florence Mm -hmm. Pugh, amazing. And I can't wait to see what she does in Hawkeye. I can't wait to see what she does in other appearances because that's really cool. Um, and David Harbour as the Red Guardian, this fame-hungry Captain America knockoff is great. Um, so good. The, oh, so good. And the fact that they... Who's it? Melina, right? That was her name? Rachel Wise's character? Uh, yeah, Melina. When she calls him Crimson Dynamo? No, that was, uh, that was Yelena. Oh, right, Yelena. calls him Crimson, Crimson Dynamo, Dynamo, and he's just like... <laughs> the Red Guardian. It's Red Guardian, and you're like, <laughs> of course he's going to correct it. Oh, and man. and I love that they have this kind of duality with him where, you know, it's about the mission, and, like, he was supposed to be Russia's Captain America, and he was supposed to be just like Captain America, but Russian, and better because he's Russian, right? Yeah. And then he ends up being, like, a father in this, like, bullshit thing, and he's just like, oh, fuck, it was terrible, but still super proud of his daughters. And he does think of him as his daughters, even though it was part of the mission. Like they mentioned the red room and he's just like, Oh, okay guys. But I mean, that's the whole thing, you know, I don't want to hear it, but that's kind of 
it's the yeah. deal, you know, but then he's like super like excited, <laughs> pumped and he wants to be a part of everything. But, and also human, like the later when he's like, he's trying to get his apologies out. And finally he's just like, I'll just fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But and then of course like uh, Natasha knows and she's like yeah I I, I got it it's all yeah. good you know yeah. uh, Rachel Wise I mean Rachel Wise is one of those ones where it's like show me a movie where she's bad in it no such thing she will be the best thing in a bad movie yeah and that's the and luckily for her she's got like the Mummy franchise money to coast off of I'm pretty sure her husband's doing pretty good with the money he's been making so. She mm-hmm. doesn't have to uh, to work, so she can pick and choose. She can be a mom, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, with certain types of actors, I get surprised when they are cast in Marvel movies. So R- Rachel Weisz is one of those ones where I'm like, I'm actually surprised she was she went for this role or accepted the role, however it came about. Um, but I'm not surprised that she was awesome in this movie. Yeah. And. And even her character, like even I said too, when it looked like she was uh, fucking everyone over, I was like, I bet you it isn't. I bet you it's part of the scam. And I was right. I just wasn't correct in how they went about doing it. Because no matter how many times I see fucking Natasha have that weird face mask thing, I always forget about the face mask thing. Like, ugh. That was a nice setup on that guy. Especially when it was like his pheromones that make it so you can't attack him. So she's just yeah. her own head against the death. Well, she's making him beat oh. the fuck out of him. And of course, like Michelle's yeah. like, oh yeah, block. And then when she finally like slams her head, you're just like, oh, Ooh. Yeah. like, yeah. oh, so good. So good. Um, Olga as the taskmaster. That's probably the weakest part in this whole movie because of the way the character was portrayed. Yes. Because like I said, too, like, I don't believe for one second that Olga was doing any of the stunt choreography. I think she was just there for the the face shots of her. And then that was it. And I'm not knocking her because fuck it. If I can get paid to just show my face. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get like a stand in to to do the flips and shit. Okay, You know, it's it goes back to that Robert Downey Jr. thing where it's like first movie, full suit. Second movie is like, do I really need the suit? And then it ends up being just shoulder pads. And then finally, finally, it's just CGI dots all over him because he's like, what the fuck's the point? I'm, I'm wearing a fake suit anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's right. That makes perfect sense. And nobody's saying to Robert Downey Jr. Like, hey, man, you got to do more crunches. You got to do like working out. They're just like, whatever. But uh, but yeah, so then, uh, you know, we round out the cast. We've got uh, you know, William Hurt. Can't do well, any yeah, wrong. William Hurt really didn't need to be in this. It was kind of a. It was kind of actually weird to have him in here. Like he, he walks in looking for that one part at the beginning. Then that's it for the whole movie, pretty much. Well, you know end. what I think it is. I think that. I think William Hurt's role was what Robert Downey Jr.'s role originally was. Okay. Because obviously, there had to be some link between the movies, right? So. Rather than just say, I'm on the run because I teamed up with Cap. And even though they said that, like Cap and, and Black Widow on the run, you know, do the events in uh, in Berlin. And you're like, that's really all I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, so I, I that's what I think. Because we talked about this. Originally, Robert Downey Jr. was cast and people, surprisingly, a lot of people were not happy about that. 
we were two of the guys that weren't happy yeah. about it because I was like, what the fuck's the point? Like, there's no point. There's no need for that. Let her have her own movie instead. And that was the biggest thing, especially because we came off of like... You've already fucked up Spider-Man. Leave Black Widow. Spider-Man's not fucked up. He's not fucked up yet. Wait for the third movie. He might be fucked up. But the first two movies are actually good Spider-Man movies. Yes. We don't need to rehash that, though, because this is about Black Widow. But that's what I think. My theory is is that he was originally uh, supposed to be – so he was doing what Robert Downey Jr. was doing. And I think they got wind of enough of the backlash that they're just like, nah. And also, do you really need to spend $20 just to have him in for two minutes, three minutes? The Ross part at the end was kind of strange, though, wasn't it? She was like, here comes the cavalry or whatever, and Ross is in the car, and they're driving up, and she's just standing there. And then they cut to her with the blonde hair. So, but because like Infinity War began with her with Steve and they were kind of still like on the run. Yes, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. What the hell happened? Did he go up and let her go? Or like the cars were right there and she was just standing there. And I think, and I said this the night we watched it. uh, I think it was because she gave him the, the information about Drykov's mission and the fact that she took down the red room and in effect gave him what 20 highly trained individuals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right uh because they're all called black widows so highly trained black widows you know maybe he just kind of looked the other way type of thing but yes i agree without any sort of like i mean I, you know it's, it's catch 22 sometimes i complain when they explain too much but I definitely explain when they don't uh, I complain when they don't explain enough. And this is one of those things where you're just like, that's a continuity error right yeah. there. So yes. So yeah, you're right there. Um, Rick Mason's character for what he was, he was great. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. buddy. Um, I could have gone without the friend zone aspect. I would I thought it was more refreshing at the beginning where they were just friends but then at the end, they had that sort of hint where he was into this more, into her more than he had let on type of thing. And that's when I was kind of like, there was no need for that. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, what else do we And then, of course, we've got uh, Ray Weinstone as Drakeoff. Fucking hated that guy. He did a really good job of making you hate him. He plays a great bad guy. He does play a really, really, and like that fucking, this cocky like untouchable guy like of course he's you know so he does a really good job there and then of course julie julia louis dreyfus is owning this role and it's not like she's doing anything different she's playing julia louis dreyfus but playing herself but it's <laughs> it's definitely her it's definitely yeah. like her role to to make and i'm excited to see where this character goes i do like i said i think thunderbolts is where they're going and i think I, I that's ultimately what's going to happen with u.s agent and uh I, uh White Widow, maybe they'll call her the White Widow. Who knows? I think we're uh, we're heading towards a a Young Avengers versus Thunderbolts type of thing going on. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Yeah, entirely possible. Because so with, that Haw- means, like, with Hawkeye training new Hawkeye in in, in the TV show, yep. that's her going. And who knows? Her. Hawkeye might be the leader of the Thunderbolts. He could be. He could be. I don't know. It's exciting. I I do like where things are going. Um, yeah, like now that I can kind of get a clear idea of where things are going, it's like, okay, all right, I'm a little bit more, uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic about it. I still feel like uh, the Eternals, 
I don't know how I feel about that one. The trailer did nothing for me. So now we're at the point where the trailer did nothing for me. So I... Their next trailer, the second trailer is make or break for me. That's the one that's make or break. Because this one was more of a teaser and I was just kind of like, ah. But immediately I remember saying to myself, but like, if you've been there since the dawn of time, where the hell have you been since the dawn of time? (laughs) I thought, right? It's kind of strange that like they would introduce that concept after Thanos came to Earth and took out half the universe's population. Or with the introduction of the Infinity Stone in Captain America. Yeah. Or Thor showing up on Earth in Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Or how about some rich billionaire makes a suit that's essentially an armored weapon. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Or S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been around since uh, the 60s, the 50s, 60s. You don't show up and go, hey, guys, I understand you're trying to help the world. Yeah, we've been around since the dawn of time, helping out. Ah, we'll take a break. Fuck it. So I don't know about about that. But anyway, uh, getting back to, do I have anything else that I haven't? Uh, no, we're good. <laughs> we're good. So back to gushing. Um, gushing. I really, really like how um, the vest Elaine's going all crazy over is the same vest that Black Widow wears throughout Infinity War. That's awesome. You know what else I like? I like how they made fun of the fucking hero pose. Yeah. It was so funny when she's just like, when you're like this, and you're like, you're posing. You're like poser. And I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. This is so great. And then when she does it later, and she's like, ugh, I'm going to be sick. I was like, that's so great. That's so fucking funny. And especially because that's literally been her pose all the way through the movies. Every single yeah. one that she's been in, she's done that pose. And you're like, that's so funny. And she calls attention to it right away. It's, it's all for attention. And you're like, that's pretty fucking funny. It's so good. And yes, that best scene was my favorite where, where she's just like, Look oh, see, point. I knew you loved this vest with all these pockets. <laughs> I even made some myself. I was like, oh, my God, this is so fucking funny. And then she gives, I, I know you've been wanting it since you've seen it. I was like, this is fucking just too funny. And you're right. The fact that she wears it the entire time in Infinity War. Yeah. And it, I'm glad that they, they actually thought to do that. You know, like. Right. They That's really cool that they, they kind of went around like that because. I mean, Infinity War is just a random vest that she's wearing. It has no significance whatsoever. No. You see this, and you're just like, oh, my God. She's like, she's got her yeah. sister with her the whole time. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, this movie, where it's placed, is the perfect placement for it because it adds weight to her previous appearances. So her final appearances, because Infinity War and Endgame, that's it. So it adds weight to both of those movies, her role specifically. Um, and that's why I'm saying this should have been a Black Widow 3 or even a Black Widow 2 at the very least instead of the first movie. Yes. Um, totally uh, fight sequences were incredible. These were some of the best fight sequences I've seen since the Captain America movies, specifically like oh. Winter Soldier and uh, Civil War. Like Easily the best since Cap. Like, so, and, and partly because like we're dealing with humans right so there's a little bit more of that uh well fuck like they gotta be careful here and uh and even even knowing (laughs) this is so funny this is one of the reasons why this movie's so good is that 
you know that Black Widow survives this movie. You know that. But they do a good enough job of making you forget <laughs> that she does because then you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. She might, she might die. Like when she's jumping out of the fucking red room as it's falling down and you're like, oh, she's got to get something because she could die. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, no, no. She gets out of this. You know <laughs> she gets out of this because she died in Endgame. You know this. Yeah. You know, but they do such a good job. Like, uh, even the fight scenes with Taskmaster and Red Guardian still feel grounded in the in the same way that Captain America fights felt more grounded, even though we're dealing with like a jacked up, roided out jock, right? Yeah, yeah. But it still feels grounded, and there's still that element of oh, maybe Cap might not make it out of this, right? Um, instead of like a you know Thor, where you're just like, how does he not win? You know, yeah. Although, uh, in respect to Ragnarok, they did do a good enough job where you thought, oh, maybe he might not win. You know, because good, of yeah. course the level of threat was so much higher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, and uh, one of the things I liked about the fight scenes too was that, or even the just the action sequence in general, each action sequence built upon the last one to the point where you got to the end where you were just like. Oh, it kind of had that uh, fallout feel where you were just building and building and building and building, and then finally you're just like, "Oh, that's the end of the movie." I can, yeah, yeah, I can kind of breathe, relax a bit. Like we've got a little climax here. So, totally right though. Like it had that same fallout feel where it's just like a constant build. There's no letting go whatsoever. Like, yeah, like build up, little bit of story, build up, yeah, little bit of story, build up, little bit of story, and then just smash and then then it's just whoosh right yep. like that egg falling down the back of your head where you're just like oh that feels nice <laughs> so uh yeah like i mean to say this is uh, an awesome movie i feel doesn't really do it justice i literally i honestly feel like this is right up there with wonder woman like I finished watching this movie and I had that same feeling that I had from Wonder Woman where I was like, this was really good. This was an awesome superhero movie like this. And I feel like these are for women superhero movies, you know, because that's a thing. Mm -hmm. They're neck and neck. I don't know which one I feel is better. So they're neck and neck. And then I would say Captain Marvel second. Yeah. Definitely you know, did. and then and then Wonder Woman uh, 84, third. We don't have a lot to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> I think Catwoman <laughs> with Halle Berry is... Oh. Oof. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, you got Barbed Wire, too, with uh, Pamela Anderson. You know, it's, you know what's sad, though? Barbed Wire is better than Catwoman. Yeah. Because Barbed Wire knew what type of movie it was because the character from the comic books was, you know what I mean? So, like, it was our Tank Girl. Tank Girl. It can be said about Tank Girl with Lori Petty. Yep. I would say Tank Girl is probably, like, if we're all encompassing, I would say Tank Girl is right up there with one of the best. Yeah. Um, and I, I love Tank Girl. I know it got savaged by the critics, but I love Tank Girl. Tank Girl. I thought it was so fucking good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, Tank Girl is on one of the, that's on the list of movies that I will watch for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. And having said that, I'm going to try and watch that this weekend. 
but yeah, so um, and 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 to put this in the category of one of the best superhero movies, I think is is a no brainer. I think this is hands down one of the best superhero movies out there. Is it top ten? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I, I don't know if it'd be top ten, but I was definitely watching it, and I think like when we were there watching it together, I said I halfway through. I feel like this is one of my favorite Marvel Studio movies right now. Like right it is away, definitely, like definitely through, one of my like, favorites. Like this is up there. Yes. Sure. So like, and I agree, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um, this will be the first movie that I've purchased in a while, like a physical copy purchase in a while. So like, I love you know, <clears throat> right? I put this. I went through all the Marvel Studio stuff that I've seen. And I put Black Widow at eight. At what? Number eight. Ooh. And this is this is this is what's in front of it. Endgame, Infinity War. Yep. Winter Soldier. Yep. Avengers One. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Okay. Civil War. And the very first Iron Man. And then Black Widow. And then what's nine and ten? Uh, Guardians 2 and Black Panther. It's a pretty solid list. Yeah. I think that I would probably... I'd probably... I would definitely have Homecoming on that list. So yeah. I would probably sub out Avengers 1 for Homecoming. Yeah. Because I don't know... Like, after watching Avengers enough times, I don't know that it makes the top 10 now. It still makes the top 10 for me. Um, I because I I still think it's a really gr great way how they came together. Yep. And actually, I agree. Not to spoil anything, but Loki kind of touches on Avengers a bit because of the Loki. Well, he would he would have to because yeah. the Endgame stuff. Exactly. So that like seeing the the little bit of Avengers one stuff and that kind of made me go like I really really loved the first Avengers movie, like for nostalgia purposes, but also like seeing those characters come together for the first time. How well, I was going to say, like, aside from the first half hour or so, 40 minutes, the rest of the movie is solid. It is oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It is so great. And nothing beats. Yeah, you know what? It's, it, it might have to make the top 10. I don't even want to do lists anymore. It's hard because it's like it's like picking your favorite nut, you know? It's like, there, ah. there, is, there is 26 entries in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. 27. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I will tell you at the bottom though is still Iron Man two, Thor two, and Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, I would say those are that uh, would have to be my bottom bottom list That's as well. That's my bottom three right there. <laughs> I think for me it would be Thor two as the worst, as the absolute. Uh, no, it's Iron Man two is really. You know the worst part though is like yes, these are the worst movies. The portrayals of the characters are still relatively good, even though uh, Thor. Yeah, Thor's uh, portrayal is actually is not bad in that movie because it's not the douchey bro that they're doing now, which no. I'm I'm used to now. Like it's like I said with the Russos, I've liked that version. With Wakiki Tahiti, whatever his name is, I was like, this is so Man, bad. I'm so like. Love and Thunder, I don't know whether to be excited or just horrified. 
I it's it's tough. It's really that one's a tough one for me. Taika said it's the craziest thing he's done in his life. I was like, really? Because Ragnarok was definitely far away from like proper character portrayals. Well, the only thing that I'll say about this one though is that we're also coming off of like a beautiful arc closer by the Russos for Thor's character. Yes. So, in fact, like the way he is now. I feel again like if Thor Ragnarok came out after Endgame, I think I would have been a little bit more forgiving of Thor's portrayal because uh, because of the way it ends. But then again, having said that too, I think Thor's portrayal in Ragnarok retroactively gets better because of Endgame and Infinity War because you can kind of get a feel for where his head's at by the time we see him. Yeah. In. Uh, but then again, like I said too, it's the same thing with uh, Robert, Je- like Tony Stark. When uh, the Russos have him, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon has him, and I'm like, I hate this guy. Like this guy's a douchebag. Fuck yeah. this guy, you know. <laughs> and it was weird too because like his character is not that far removed from how he was in. Uh, the Iron Man movies, but it's just to one note, I feel like. And that's where Joss Whedon, I think, is... is. I think that's where people are starting to see how he operates, and it's very one note. It's just like, oh, uh, Captain America, he's old, so he's going to make old guy jokes, even though he's been in the new world for a couple of years now. He's going he's gonna to say things like, language, guys, even though in the first movie he said, light the bastards up, whatever, right? Yeah. And Tony is going to just snark the shit out of everything. So that's him. And Thor is Thor. I don't really know what to do, but he says thou a lot. So we'll do that, you know. But anyway, so in the uh, pantheon of Marvel movies, this is hands down one of the best. Uh, In the pantheon of superhero movies, hands down one of the best. Um, I agree with you in the sense that it would be nice to see a sequel with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. If it was ended differently. If it was ended differently. Like, it, it's tough, right? Because Endgame, I was I was so bummed that she died. I was so bummed. Because I love her portrayal as that character. Everyone was bummed that she died. I was bummed that she died. I was like, are you kidding? Like, come on. And then I got and then it, with the Black Widow movie, right? And this is... Part that pisses me off the most, though, is that you kept thinking, maybe they'll bring her back. Maybe they'll bring her back. Maybe, maybe they'll bring her back. Fingers and then you on. get, like, this, like, half-assed mention that she's gone. And, yeah. and, and like I said, like, ugh, you know, like, everyone's weeping over Tony Stark. And they should, because he got the hero's death that yeah. nobody thought he was going to have, right? Like, yeah. even Cap said, you're not the guy that jumps on the grenade, right? Yeah. And then he was. He was the guy that jumped on the grenade. And yeah. you're like, okay, all right. So he got the death that he deserved, but it shouldn't have overshadowed her her uh, funeral, her remembrance, and her right. uh, respect for her sacrifice, right? Yeah. So this does a great job of going, okay, all right. This is yeah. this is a nice send That was like one of my only huge negatives with Endgame was that they kind of just yeah. said, fuck Black Widow at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so I like, agree. 
seeing this movie, it's just like it opened up the wounds again because she's so fucking good in this. <laughs> she's so good. I'm like, I'm not ready to say goodbye to this. Yeah. <laughs> but not. I mean, Scarlet is done though. She said, like, this is this is the the end of the, the run for me. And I feel yeah. like I went out on a high note, and I have to agree. She went out on a hell of a high note. Incredibly high note. And I mean, you figure that like she's been doing this character for eleven years. Like, that's a good chunk of time. Yeah, that's a long time. And I think she might have only did one or two things other than this in the meantime. Yeah, I mean, she did She did some, like, smaller roles and stuff. Like, I know she was in Chef with uh, Jean Favreau. Right. And she did a couple other little things. Um, I mean, she did Lucy, right? She did Lucy. Yeah, that's right. But, like, uh, but then again, too, like, because she wasn't really beholden to a full-on movie in a lot of senses. She was always kind of an uh, ensemble player i would say like winter soldier is more of a co-star i would say that one is one of the ones where she's more of a co-star but everything else is uh you know part of the ensemble so she's part of the avengers and stuff like that so she did have a little bit more flexibility because she wasn't like you know chris evans locked into fucking six movies and they're almost all filming back to back back, back. right because it's like Cap's filming, and then it's Avengers is filming, and then it's yeah. Cap 2 is filming, then it's Avengers 2 is filming, and then Civil War. Then, uh, yeah, then from there it was Infinity War and an yeah. Endgame. Yeah. Hey, you know, like, hey uh, Chris, we know you got like uh, a couple weeks off from, from everything. Do you want to come to a cameo for the Dark World? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No. Well, you are contractually obligated. Although I I think the cameo didn't count on his contract. I don't think I think he just did that for Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, plus it was a fucking great cameo. That was oh, it's so hilarious. great. It's hilarious. I love this. I feel so righteous. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. That's so good. Um yeah, so overall, Black Widow is fucking good. It's great to have Marvel Studios back. On the big screen, you know. Yeah, I'm actually I'm toying with the idea of watching it again in the theater, just because I, I have been too. I mean, it it is starting in the theaters again tomorrow, so yeah, and because like, like this definitely was one of those movies where I'm like, I definitely should see this in the theater. Like, it felt like a big, you know, it's like a, a grounded spectacle movie. You know, yeah. like there's a lot of like. Marvel tropes in this, if you want to call it that, but it was still, oh, it's just so good. Like, I already, I just want to watch it again. Like, that's it. I just want to watch it again because it's so good. Yeah, same here. I, and I was, like I said, sorry, go on. No, I, I was ready to watch it again, like, right away. Yeah, and I mean, like, like I said earlier, this is giving me a little bit more of a, like, if this is where we're headed with the next phase, uh, next phase is, I should say, then, okay, I can kind of calm down a bit. Like, I mean, you know, you're hearing rumblings of Kang uh, showing up uh, or possibly showing up and possibly being the next big bad guy. And I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, and obviously... He's been casted. Okay, okay. I didn't know that, but that's King, good. Kang's coming. Who is... Who cast? Um, or, sorry, who I, is I, cast? I his name. You know that HBO show Lovecraft Country? I'm familiar with him, but I've never watched it. He's the main guy in that. Okay. All right. It's not a big star. He is freaking amazing. Like, Lovecraft Country was amazing. 
Okay, yeah. So I'll keep yeah. checking that out. Yeah. But um, uh, so yeah, so that was a great kickoff to uh, I guess phase four or whatever we're calling this now. No, 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 no. The phase four kickoff was Wandavision. Yeah, I guess we're t- going TV shows, eh? It counts. Technically, this was supposed to be the phase four kickoff. Right, but we're not talking about technicalities, Kenneth. Come on now. Yeah. But anyway, like I was saying, um, so getting back to it, really now, the only one, there's two movies that I'm leery of, and it's, uh, unfortunately, it's Spider-Man 3. Mm -hmm. But I'm not as leery because both Spider-Man, like Homecoming and Far From Home, did stick the landings for the most part. So it's a little bit more of a, yeah, but the others have been so good that it's, it's just, I don't know. This one kind of feels more editorial, (laughs) more like, like really like, let's just, oh, and, uh, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, But Eternals Um, is the only one. Eternals is literally the only one that I am really hesitant and skeptical about like uh, Dr. Strange two, I think is going to be crazy bonkers and it's probably going to be awesome. Oh yeah. Um, Love and thunder. Love and thunder. I feel like is going to be, is going to be cool. I think it's going to be really great. And and to introduce uh, Jane Foster as the new Thor, I think is going to be fucking crazy cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even just the fact that the guardians are only going to be in the first few minutes of the movie and that's kind of it i'm like that makes sense that's perfect that's fine but then when we finally get to see guardians 3 another one that's going to be like i have no doubt in my mind is going to be awesome cap 4 again no doubt in my mind that's going to be fucking awesome eternals is the only one uh sorry what is it quantum manium yeah yeah there's ant-man and wasp quantum but we got shang chi coming up next uh, Shang-Chi, I feel like is going to be good. I feel like it's going to be a fairly good, um, like, cause like there's that Batman Begins vibe to it, but you know, sure. it's also yeah. a standard, uh, origin flick. So there's really nothing there, but it's also int- actually introducing the Mandarin and full on. So Real that's Mandarin. really cool, you know? So it's like. Eternals, unfortunately, is the one where I'm like, I really don't know about that one. Yeah, I really don't. And if that's the only one that doesn't do well, fine. I do think Shang Chi's going to do really well. I don't know about a billion. I know like a lot of people like to throw the billion dollar mark. I think it's going to be a solid six to seven hundred mil. Yeah, actually, yeah, because isn't it banned in China? Didn't they shoot it probably somewhere? is. Didn't they shoot somewhere in China they weren't supposed to shoot, so now China doesn't want to play it? I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, but even like Black Widow is uh it's not necessarily it's not being played in China right now either, like because the Disney's streaming is not in China because they have their own streaming service. Yeah. Um so I don't know. It's it's and it's weird that Disney's gonna be in a position where they're not gonna be uh pleasing their Chinese overlords. Yeah, I feel like a lot of business for Shang-Chi would have came from China. So if it's banned there... I actually think it kind of started with with Mulan, too. Because Mulan, there was a lot of, like, edits. Mulan did the same thing, right? I think I think some of Shang-Chi shot in the same place Mulan did because it's both Disney, right? Yeah, but Mulan was also... I think 
Mulan was part of the beginning of the end of this weird, like, kowtowing to the CCP. But regardless, I don't want to get too involved in that because yeah. I don't want to end up dead. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, the whole thing for me now is is literally Eternals and Spider-Man 3 to an extent. And that's it. Yeah, we're in interesting times. Um, yeah. We got, uh, did you see it? Deadpool and Korg got to meet each other. I did not watch that yet. I did okay. not watch that yet. Well, I but, uh, Deadpool, I guess, is in the MCU with this commercial. <laughs> yeah, well, we knew he was in the MCU because they said he was in the MCU, Kenneth. Come on. So yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm hesitant. I'm really hesitant about uh, Eternals. I'm hesitant about Spider-Man Three, but we'll see what happens. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I think everything else is going to be great. I think it's going to be a pretty surprisingly solid uh, phase that I couldn't have guaranteed a year ago because I was shitting on this a year ago. In fact, no, I was I was shitting on it. In fact. The almost the entire entirety of the phase four mention, I was like, "This was it's not going to be good. Shank cheese not going to be good. Eternals yeah. is not going to be good. It's all going to be garbage. Fuck everything." But I mean, like we were thinking, that, uh, like character wise, I got no interest in Shang Chi as, as a movie, right? I, I'm the a trailer, little bit more intrigued by because I'm a huge I, Kung I, Fu guy. So yeah, I'm see, okay I, I felt like I was. It would be one of those Black Panther things where I would be like, I, I have no interest in Black Panther, but the trailer came. I was like, it actually looks fucking awesome. That's how I felt about Shang Chi. But I still kind of feel like Shang Chi for me is still in that Iron Fist range where it's like a really cool concept. But I was never really into the character so much mm. as a kid or even growing up. Like uh, Iron Fist had that one run. I can't remember who wrote it. I want to say Rucka, where they, they introduced the concept of... Oh, Matt uh, Fraction. Yeah, Matt Fraction. They introduced the co- concept of multiple Iron Fists throughout. And I thought that was a really good run, but then it just kind of ended with a with a whimper, and I was like, okay. Yeah. But it was still like... Like, even when they said Iron Fist was coming to the Netflix MCU, I was like, oh okay all right fine and then of course dumpster fire that first season was yep and uh second one pretty much also a dumpster fire never Just... watched it never... well well spoiler for you they introduce yeah you know what but they they introduced colleen wing as an iron fist and i was like they should have done that right from the beginning yep that would have been really cool. Like, yeah, you still introduce Danny and you still have him be an Iron Fist, but if you introduce mm-hmm. her as an Iron Fist yep. and they're becoming Iron Fists together, I think that would have been a lot cooler. Yeah, she's a better actor than he is. I think Marvel Studios um, made a huge mistake by scrapping the Netflix series. Yeah, well, they had to because they were bought by Disney and obviously Disney was going to be doing their own streaming service. So they had to. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. There was no way that they they weren't going to get rid of it. They could continue on now. That I agree. Everything is up. And they should. They absolutely should. We had a perfect Luke Cage. We had a great Jessica Jones. Deadpool or Daredevil could not be better than than he is. Like, it's insane how perfect that Deadpool is. Or fucking Daredevil is. Yeah. I actually feel bad for the, the guy that gets cast as Matt Murdock slash daredevil just like i feel bad for the guy the next guy that gets cast as punisher 
within whenever we see another live action version of him, which yeah. I don't think we're going to see for a while. But luckily for them, at that point, you won't. Not too many people will be thinking about Jay Berenthal. Mm-hmm. But like his Frank Castle is leaps and bounds better than any other Frank Castle I've seen, and I've seen now officially four. I've seen every version, live action version of, of Punisher. Yeah. Uh, and he's the best one. He's the absolute best one. Um, and it's a it's a shame uh, the way the world is now, of course. But and just because the way the character is. But yeah, but yeah, I agree. Like there shouldn't have been no like two three years in between where you can't use the characters or whatever. It just seems so crazy that they would have like a non complete clause or whatever, where it's like, yeah, now we can't do Daredevil for three years or whatever or yeah, it's like, or like it was something ridiculous where like it had to be two years or something before Cox could be Daredevil if that was the case. Yeah, which is ridiculous, and it, which is so dumb because if it's me, I'm like I'm immediately jumping on season four to keep because it, it keeps it fresh in everyone's minds. Not everyone constantly rewatches the show like I do. Yeah. But uh, like I'm saying with Jay Brenthal, it's so he's so good as Matt and uh, and Daredevil that I couldn't. It's it's going to be really hard for me to picture somebody else. But the next guy is going to have to be fucking incredible, and that take is going to have to be fucking incredible because the take on the character, the show, the the gritty realism, the beautiful melding of his Catholic religious aspects, his legal law aspects his friends aspects his mentor aspects his daredevil aspects it's so beautifully woven together across three fucking seasons if we could have gotten two more seasons oh oh, fuck i know it's such a fucking shame like that is such a bummer that's so it's such a bummer because now that costume has wrecked me for Daredevil comic books because I reread that Mark Wade run, like I was saying, and I now I see that Daredevil costume, the classic one, and I go, I understand it, but it makes no sense. <laughs> you know, and I've even seen like uh, fan drawings where they do the DD on the chest of the Netflix suit, and I'm like, no. I don't want to see DD on his costume anymore because it makes no sense. Yeah. Why would he think to have a stylized D, two Ds on his chest? He's fucking blind. (laughs) You know, and even like uh, this most recent run, which I have not read all the way through and I probably should because it seems to be a good run. And it's, uh, it's Zdarsky and I like Zdarsky. I read the first couple issues. It's, it's fucking good, man. The old, my only issue with the first, actually, my major issue with the first couple issues was, I just, I just watched this fucking shit on Netflix. Yeah, it's slightly tweaked, right? Uh, and right now he's in jail, and I'm just like, it makes no sense that he'd be in jail fully masked. That's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, he's in jail. Electra is Daredevil. But so even then, so they they try to make the suit a little bit more like the Netflix one but it's still got the DD and it's still like, it's a little, it looks a little bit more armored than normally, 
mm-hmm. I still got the DD and I'm just like, no, no, you gotta look like the Netflix one. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's good. Marco Chiquetto, that guy is a, oh. Oh, ever, since and that's, his, ever since I read his Punisher run with Raka, that guy. Holy shit, he can He draw. is such good. In fact, uh, he did a couple of uh, issues in that Daredevil run with Mark Wade because they, they had that really? crossover. Yeah, Mark they had that crossover. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Punisher, Lady Punisher, Spider Man, and yep. Daredevil. Yep. So, yeah, that, I, 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 when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so Black Widow. <laughs> Daredevil, Spider-Man, of course. We'll just run through everything. Um, So, yeah, guys, if you haven't watched Black Widow, watch Black Widow. It's fucking amazing. Uh, If you liked it, let us know in the comments. If you didn't, let us know what you didn't like about it in the comments. Um, Maybe another thing, too. Let us know. There's probably superhero movies that we haven't even seen or heard of. Let us know. Maybe you've come across a gem that we don't know of. Um, other than that, uh, oh, Titans is coming out at the end of August. So that's cool. Yeah. Young Justice. Young Justice in October is also like, I'm more excited for Young Justice than I am for, for Titans. Yeah. Just cause like Titans is one of those ones where I want to love so much because I love Dick Grayson. It's, it's hard because both seasons are. It's hard. It's hard. First season, I thought yeah. first season was better than the second. The costumes and it's are costumes are great. The costumes are great. That's the worst part. The costumes are fucking great. It really uh, angered. I me. do feel season two really, really, it really angered me watching uh, Donna Troy, you know, not live. I mean, I understand the concept <laughs> of how they wanted to to die as a hero yeah but it's like i just watched you kind of go toe-to-toe with a brainwashed superboy yeah um and i mean your lasso brings thunder or brings lightning yeah but yeah you're right electricity will kill you Mm -hmm. Mm okay um yeah apparently the suit the nightwing suit is getting a little bit streamlined so he'll be a bit more acrobatic Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm pumped for Titans. I think for me, actually, in general, I think season three for Titans is make, make or break for the show. Um, it gets crazy views. People watch it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I, I think this is going to be make or break because, I mean, we're already introducing the Red Hood and they're doing the Red Hood storyline with Joker beating the shit out of him with a crowbar. Mm hmm. We've intro- we're introducing Tim Drake already. Yeah. Um, it's it's so it's very quickly becoming more of a Dick Grayson and friends instead of the Titans. Yep. Which I'd be fine with if this was a Nightwing show. Or if this spins off into a Nightwing show, okay, fine. Because Brendan Thwaites is really really good in the role all the cast members are really good it's just it's like they're making shit (laughs) chicken salad out of chicken shit right so they're taking what they get 
and yeah. they look like they're having a really good time. Everyone does a really good job. It's you know, it's I. It's so weird because it's like Jeff Johns is like elbow deep in this, and some of the shit we're getting, we're like, what the fuck. So hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's the best season. Otherwise, I think at that point, color quits at that point. I mean, and I hate to say that because that's a lot of people out of the job, but. I'm still hoping and praying for Swamp Thing to return somehow. because that That's not going to happen. That first season was so good. It's not going to happen, which is. I know it's not going to happen, but damn um, it. Yeah. And of course, uh, uh, Young Justice. Oh, I, I can't wait for Young Justice so badly. Young Justice. Uh, what else is coming out? What if? What if? It's going to be interesting. Think? What do you think about the anime style of What If? Did you watch the trailer? Uh, I caught a couple of screenshots, but I haven't actually watched the it's, trailer. I'm fine with it. It's very different. I like the idea of it standing on its own, though. Yeah. I like that. Um, I don't care that the, the actors aren't reprising their roles in the show. I don't care about that. I always like, it's cool if they do, but I don't feel like it's something they have to do. A so, lot of them, I think a lot of them did, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, uh, Benedict didn't. And uh, no. there was another one that didn't. Uh, but either way, I'm I'm just like, eh, whatever. whatever. But they do great. It's always a yeah. nice little little I feel like it's an Easter egg. So we go, oh, well, that is the voice of yeah. Captain America. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I'm never just I don't expect it, so it's a nice surprise. I think it's cool that Chadwick Boseman got to record it before he passed. Someone was watching our camcast about recording dialogue like crazy. Mm-hmm. 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 Indeed. It was all us. Anyway, so uh, yeah. that's it for me. I'm done ranting about a whole bunch of shit that has nothing to do with Black Widow. Uh, thank you so much, guys. We love all of you, every single one of you, everyone in Malaysia. I didn't forget. We love the support. We'd love to see more support. So like I said, um, hit us with comments. Hit us yeah. with suggestions. Hit us with everything. Like if you think it's a movie right. we, wanna, we should be watching and reviewing, yep. let us know. Chances are we'll do it. The odds are very slim that we won't. Okay. There's a really good chance. A really good chance. It's crazy. The odds are so good. Uh, other than that, um, like I said, as always, you can see us on Facebook. You can see us on Instagram. You can mm-hmm. see us on uh, Twitter. You can see us on YouTube, obviously. You can hear us on SoundCloud. You can hear us on Google and op- Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can even see us on a website at some point. You'll see more of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, geekpantsmedia.com I mean honestly we'd be doing this without you but it's great that you guys are along for the ride so thanks so much thank you very much mm-hmm. all that talking about me loving the Netflix uh, Daredevil and you show me classic Daredevil you know Get what that shit I, I am out of here I'm gonna always have these action figures on the desk for now and on like just like straight up because you never know this you surfer though surfer. is is bitching though that surfer is bitching oh I love this surfer the board and everything so oh good. yeah and and the Thor because it's the good old Oliver Coppell Thor oh oh sick that's one of the best looking Thors ever all armored oh oh so good so good that's good i never ever want to grow up and you never will i never will ever nope